When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, it's Bunny Michael and welcome to EXO Higher Self, the podcast where you send me your question and I help guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. It is so great to be here with you again this week. I hope you had a fabulous week. I have personally been a little under the weather. Um, over a year ago, I had to have a surgery to remove my thyroid due to a parathyroid disease that I didn't know I had. And since then, because the thyroid is what produces hormones, I've been sort of on a roller coaster of regulating my synthetic hormone doses. And for those of you that don't know, hormones basically regulate many functions in the body like appetite, mood, reproduction, energy level. And so when your hormones are off, which is also common during your moon cycle, it's really easy for you to feel off. And some of the ways that my hormone imbalance manifests is through chronic migraines and issues with like my ovulation and stuff like that and pain. But the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because, you know, as I was experiencing that this week, it reminded me that, you know, a lot of people who listen to this experience chronic pain or have chronic mental health issues. And I think that, you know, it's really easy for us to feel overwhelmed when we have those experiences. And it's really easy to sort of blame ourselves for our own pain as if it's the result of us doing something wrong. And that makes sense in a culture where so much emphasis is on productivity and success. And if we aren't feeling well, we can easily see it as a personal failure, you know, on our part or on our body's part. And I do this too, you know, whenever I have a migraine, I make myself feel so guilty for not being able to do the stuff that in my mind is actually like, quote unquote, useful. But what our higher selves know is that the only journey that we are on is the journey to be more fully loving and accepting our, of ourselves. You know, that's actually what's most important. And every experience that we go through is a teaching to help us get to that realization. So the other day when I was laying in bed in pain, you know, feeling like a failure for laying in bed at two in the afternoon, all of a sudden I just felt my higher self say to me, in this moment, how can you be more loving to yourself? And I sort of like broke from that negative self-criticism cycle that was going on in my head. And I saw how I was adding a whole other level of pain with how I was treating myself, you know, in my own mind. So not only did I have a migraine, but internally I was punishing myself for having a migraine. And when I was able to sort of witness what I was doing, I let out a few deep breaths and I was able to relax more and my face relaxed and my body relaxed. My head still hurt, but I had like some space around it. What was happening was I was inhabiting my higher self, the witness to my feelings and thoughts. I was just observing it without judging it. And then the suffering became more manageable. 
And this practice of being the observer, you know, dialing into our higher selves, the loving witness, is a practice that we can do any moment we feel ourselves being tense and anxious and stressed. Yes, life happens, things happen that aren't pleasant. But what additional suffering are we adding to it, you know? And how is that helpful? Our ego minds would have us believe that there is something wrong with us. So it's no wonder when we get trapped in the ego, we end up punishing ourselves. Well, screw that. I mean, life is challenging enough. Am I right? I have a meme that says, me, life is hard, higher self. So stop being so hard on yourself. And I'm like, damn, if I could tattoo that one to my face, you know? (laughs) So let's all just give ourselves a little slack, okay? Before I get to the questions, I also wanted to make a little announcement that we are now taking questions not only through voice memo and email, but also through DM on the Exo Higher Self Instagram page. So if you want to send in a question for the podcast through the DMs at Exo Higher Self, you can do that now. All right, cool. So enough of my chatter. Let's get to the questions. Hi, buddy. Uh, I'm just calling in because I have a question, but I want to say thank you so much for the podcast. Uh, I think it's given me a lot of really timely guidance each week, uh, and I really appreciate it. My question for you today is um, when I'm trying to align with my higher self, I'm figuring out what needs of mine haven't been met before and how to um, work with the universe to get them met. And uh, I'm I'm in a relationship now where the person I'm with is asking for some compromises uh, to get his needs met. And um, it's not that he's asking for anything unreasonable. It just feels a little incompatible with what my needs are. And my instinct is to say, oh, well, this isn't a compatible relationship. But I look around my life and realize that I um, have been pulling away from a lot of people in my life who have expressed needs lately uh it feels a bit draining uh it feels inauthentic to my own needs to be um a very good friend or partner right now and uh i guess my question is is like what's a good way to check myself to make sure that um the choices that i make are generous to other people and their needs while also being true to myself and my own spirit what my own spirit needs i hope that makes sense uh yeah, I really do love and care for people in my life, and yet it's just felt so draining to to have to meet their needs lately. I don't know. I I don't want to be selfish or self-centered, uh, and I'm trying to figure out what that line is. Sorry, this has gone on a long time. Um, would love any insight that you have, and thank you so much again. Bye. This is a really good question because sometimes it's really difficult to tell what our boundaries are and when we should compromise. What our higher selves want for us is to awaken to the awareness of love within and without and be a representative of that love in the world in our own unique way. And that doesn't always look the same in every relationship and in every circumstance. Because say you've been neglecting your own needs out of quote unquote love for someone who wants your time and energy. You may think that what you're doing is loving, but are you also being loving to yourself? And isn't it also an act of love to be honest with our friends and family about our needs and put ourselves in a position where we're able to take care of ourselves, thus being able to be a better support to our friends and family? 
But there might also be another circumstance where you haven't been very present in your relationship and have been possibly neglecting to see that person from the perspective of your higher self and have lost some compassion for where they are coming from. So showing up for a friend in a way that might feel challenging, like having to adjust your behavior to be sensitive to another person's triggers or anxieties, that quote-unquote compromise actually enables you to grow and expand your ability to love. And you realize that was actually what you needed all along. Your needs came in a very unexpected way. You said in your message that you felt drained. And to me, that's a red flag to why you're in a place where you are, where you're just unsure of what your higher self is trying to tell you. Feeling drained is an indication that you haven't had the time to channel into your higher self and into your own self-intimacy for too long. If we don't prioritize time in our day, even if it's just five minutes to journal or meditate or pray or light a candle or do some deep breathing so that we can quiet our minds enough to be able to feel our hearts, to channel into that love from our higher self. We can get really caught up and attached to our problems. And everything feels chaotic and stressful, and it's difficult to see past our own fears and anxieties to the truth of what we should do. I say at the beginning of this podcast that I help guide you to the place where you already have the answer, and I really mean that. But the answer isn't necessarily something that you can figure out with your mind. It's something you feel in your heart. You are on a path of awakening and every day, every circumstance is a teaching. Your teacher is your inner guide, your higher self, the part of you that is connected to the source of all life, the divine wisdom of love within you. Our only job is to show up for that teaching and try our best to follow that guidance. It's a daily practice of self-care and self-compassion. I promise you, the more in touch you are with this spiritual dimension of self, the more you can see clearly what choices at any given moment will help you awaken more love in your life. And it's okay to make a mistake here and there. That's how you learn. Ultimately, the way to show up in our relationships isn't so much what we do, it's how we do it. It's the state of consciousness with which we approach that connection. If you're mindful of your higher self, the voice for love and compassion within you, even if there's a conflict of interest, that mutual compassion will enable you to communicate with an open heart and begin to see a path forward. Trust yourself. Trust love. You are an amazing, caring friend, and you have nothing to worry about. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, an outsider's guide to loving yourself in a tough world is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hi, Bunny. Um, So I'm first time calling in for a question. Um, I have, well, let me just give you a little background. 
Me and my partner have been together for almost three years now. Um, this past weekend, some truth came to light. Um, he had cheated on me um, months ago and never admitted to it and manipulated any question I asked about it because um, I was curious and thought this person was relevant, but he would make it kind of like he wouldn't manip- manipulate like anything I said and make it kind of like, wow, you don't trust me. Like, I'm here to support you, but like, think you need to work on this kind of thing. It was kind of messed up. Um, and then he had an emotional relationship with this person for months after. So a timeline with that, um, just, yeah. So to, basically for the past eight months, they've been kind of seeing each other. Um, and this past weekend they went on like a trip together and that's how I found out. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel real. I know that I need to separate myself from this person, but it's hard given that they were a very important person in my life and I thought we were working towards the future. So I'm grieving that. And I'm also just grieving the literal betrayal and the fact that we had friends that also knew this was happening. So there's like multiple levels of betrayal in this situation. Um, yeah, I'm really hurt. I'm, I'm dealing with so much pain right now. I'm also a grad student <laughs> in social work. <laughs> so everything's just kind of, you know, yeah, it's just a lot. And I, I don't know how to slow down. I don't know how to tend to my needs. So I guess my question is, how do you know what you really need in levels of betrayal and also find the compassion to forgive the people who you know that you love, but you know that they can't be in your life the way they they used to? Um, Yeah. Well, if you have any insight, I would love to hear it. Um, Thank you so much for all you do. Um, yeah, have a good one. Bye. Oh, hon, I'm so sorry that this happened. I personally have been through a very similar situation. I was cheated on by an ex for over a year and had no idea. And our friends at the time knew and didn't tell me. So I really feel you. It's really painful to be hurt in this way. And for a long time afterward, I was mad at myself as if I did something or didn't do something that caused it to happen. People cheat because they don't have the courage to be honest for whatever reason. Love takes courage and vulnerability, and when you're unable to be accountable to your partner, it's because you're also unable to be fully accountable to yourself. If someone is feeling a sense of lack within themselves, rather than doing the inner work of connecting to their own self-worth, it can be much easier in their own mind to fulfill that lack in other ways. And some people do it by cheating on their partners to feel desirable, worthy, and attractive, thinking that that will fulfill their fear of inadequacy. And it does give them an ego boost for a while, and it does give them a welcome distraction from some feelings of inadequacy, but it's just a band-aid over a wound that needs deep healing. We all use things to validate our worth sometimes because we all still get caught up in our egos and our conditioning. But not all of us do things that are also harmful to others. And that's what happens when people cheat, right? Not only are they hurting themselves ultimately by enforcing low self-worth, but their action projects low self-worth onto their partners. 
their feelings of inadequacy have now been handed over. I don't think this is conscious. I don't think that people that cheat are intending for that outcome necessarily. I think they just don't feel great about themselves. And rather than investigating it and working on it, they get caught up in something they actually know isn't good for them. You know, as a social worker, that healing takes a lot of time and energy and care. There is possibly an unhealed part of your partner that they kept from you, and that isn't your fault. It has nothing to do with any inadequacy on your part. And what helped me finally find some self-forgiveness was to realize that I was proud of the love I was able to show up with in the relationship. I was proud of my own honesty, care, and commitment. It was a testament to my awakening, and it's a testament to your own awakening, a testament to you living with an open heart, and a testament to your strength. When someone hurts us, we tend to think of ourselves as the weak one because we're the one in pain, but we forget that hurt people hurt people, even if their pain is unconscious. Being kind to others means you're able to be kind to yourself, and hurting others when you know you could do better means that you're actually willing to hurt yourself too. You don't have to forgive this person right now. Don't put that kind of pressure on yourself. You're allowed to be upset. You're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to be pissed off at your friends who kept this from you. But try your best not to look at the world from the eyes of your partner who has been operating from a very egotistical perspective. No one is inadequate. Everyone deserves honest relationships. Everyone deserves healing. You are in a different place in your journey. It's obvious your path is moving forward. Trust in your own goodness and ability to be the loving person that you are. You are committed to your higher purpose, and there's nothing that can change that. Hi, Bunny. Um, I'm just calling because I just had a question pop up in my head that I was kind of battling with in just like sort of existential kind of way really quickly. But I was wondering if you had any advice on it and some, like, words to share. Um, And it's, um, what, like, how are you supposed to feel about the binary and very, like, in a very broad sense? Like, life always feels like choices that I have to make, and sometimes it just feels like this or that. And sometimes I'm wondering, like, what part of me can experience things in a less rigid way and experience things more fully. I think I know what you mean. It seems like things are so black and white these days, like this is wrong and this is right and this person is bad and this person is good. It seems like within our culture these days, there isn't room for nuance of understanding. And maybe in life sometimes we get afraid, you know, of making the wrong choice, of doing the wrong thing. What I love about, for example, dismantling the gender binary, which is that there's only female and male, is that more and more people are now acknowledging there is a spectrum of gender experience. And as much as it might feel safer to divide people into two political parties, as another example, where one is full of good people and one is full of bad people, we know it's never that simple. Humans exist in multiplicities, and we are always evolving. We're always growing and learning and changing. 
At one point in our life, something might be right for us and another point it might be wrong. So the binary I feel like you're speaking about limits our experience and perspective. It boxes us in. I think there's a strong desire within us to play it safe when it comes to how we plan our lives. It feels difficult to go against the grain, stand up for what we feel is right, to disagree, to do something unexpected. But when we live our life from love, letting our higher selves guide us, we begin to see that love is also a spectrum. Love says yes in some situations and no in others. Love has a boundary here and breaks boundaries there. Our hearts aren't limited. Our hearts are expansive and inclusive. We can all feel more free when we surrender to where love is taking us, when we stop putting up walls to keep our light from shining. You are a spirit having a human experience. A part of you is in everyone else and everything else. So in a way, it isn't us versus them or you versus me. It's actually one, one spectrum of experience. And you are free to journey anywhere your heart takes you. Hi, Bunny. Um, I have a question for you about how to deal with um, frustrating colleagues at work from a spiritual and higher self perspective. So I have a colleague who I work with quite closely who is extremely passionate about her job, but that often translates into her um, getting very heated. Um, and on top of that, um, very anxious, very um, strict on timelines, very angry. And in a lot of cases, when I'm collaborating with her on projects, she raises her voice and sometimes yells and screams at me um and it's not like at me because i've done something wrong it's just because she's full of this like tension and and stress and i've tried to find ways to de-escalate her i can't deal i just can't deal with people yelling um in, in general um i've i've tried to approach the situation with empathy knowing that she feels like there's a lot of Mistake. Uh, she's a new mom, so she's probably not sleeping a lot. Trying to send her love and talk to her calmly to try, you know, with, with pure empathy and trying to understand where she's coming from. But even though I've, I'm doing these things to try to deescalate, I feel like the problem persists. And I've mentioned this, um, I, I run in circles with um, some some quite spiritual people and this one person um, who is very big on non-duality um, I, I told him the situation and I said how how would you deal with this from a non-duality standpoint and his response is if this person's stressing you out then that is a stress that you are creating in yourself like even though this woman is screaming at you or yelling at you or, you know, belittling you and being very aggressive towards you. Like it's on you because you are perceiving, this is where it gets, you are perceiving it differently than how someone else would perceive it. And it's in you to realize that it's not her yelling at you. It's your own like subconscious making a big deal out of it. And I totally get the perspective of like, it's what you make of the situation from like a spiritual non-duality standpoint. But I was wondering, Bunny, if you had any advice on how to kind of bridge 
this kind of like spiritual side with, you know, real life implications because I understand that um, maybe I'm making too much of a big deal out of it, but also I just don't react well to when like I'm at work and people are yelling at me. So, um, so yeah, um, any advice you have would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, Bunny. Yes, it's true that we're all bringing our stuff to any given situation. Yes, her yelling might be triggering some of your past trauma. Yes, you might be taking it personally when it's really not about you. And it is important to be mindful of that. But that doesn't mean that you can't advocate for your needs in this situation. Look, even though we're all on a spiritual path and can understand that from a higher state of consciousness... Our experience of reality is a projection of our inner experience. That doesn't mean we don't take action to create more loving and compassionate and emotionally safe environments. We are spirits having a human experience and we are here to transform that experience to be in harmony with love. And that does require action on our part when it's appropriate. Trying to find a solution to this doesn't mean you're making her wrong and you right, or your experience more important than her experience. It will actually enable you to be more fully present in your job and thus be a better co-worker and help lessen the anxiety of the work environment, which will be beneficial to everyone involved. I would suggest having a conversation with her about how her communication is making you feel and asking her for her help in creating an environment that feels more supportive of your needs. You can have this conversation with all the love and compassion to her situation that you already feel in your heart. And you can ask her if there's anything that you can do as well to make the work environment more supportive for her. The fact is she doesn't realize how her yelling is making you feel. And I seriously doubt that she wants to make you feel uncomfortable. Having a talk can help her understand where you're coming from and also help you understand where she's coming from. And from that healing place is when we stop projecting and judging and taking things personally. It would be amazing if she didn't feel like she had to yell to express all of her emotions. And it would be amazing if you were less affected by yelling. Like, in all of your life, not because yelling is always appropriate, but because there will be another time in your life where you'll be in the same room with a yeller. So this is an opportunity for healing for both of you. I think the advice you sought was absolutely correct in the sense that from the higher self perspective, we do have the ability to transcend other people's emotions, but we're not all yet enlightened, right? And the world definitely isn't enlightened. So as representatives of love, we have to be advocates of healing. Healing takes action and healing requires environments where it can thrive. You got this. Well, that's all we have today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Exo Higher Self. Thank you all for sending in your questions. Remember, you can now send them in through DMs on Instagram, email exohigherself at gmail.com, send us a voice memo, whatever fits your prerogative and style. I hope you have a beautiful week. Um, Remember to be kind to yourself. Remember, don't add to the pain, right? (laughs) By punishing yourself on top of already having to deal with life, right? Life gives us enough. We don't need to add another layer of self-criticism and self-judgment. It's just 
unnecessary. And when you take that, when you start removing that by becoming more aware of how unnecessary it is, you start to notice that the things that used to make you really, really upset don't make you as upset as they used to. And life just becomes a little bit smoother. You're a little more grounded in your truth, who you are, your higher self, and you're able to navigate a little bit better. So keep that in mind. I love y'all so much and so does your higher self. I'll see you next week. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 